You say a one for the trouble, two for the time. Uh, come on, y'all, let's... Now it's time for the morning coffee with my daddy, the motivator, Jazzy G, on Power Me Up Radio. Talk 24-7. Thrilling Thursday with the motivator Jazzy G. Morning coffee with the motivator Jazzy G. Featuring Cheryl Cheryl Star. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my soul motivators. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Morning Coffee with yours truly, your motivator Jazzy G. Here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24 7, the station with heart. On iHeart. And today, beloved, is Thrilling Thursday. That's right, today is Thrilling Thursday. You know what that means, so motivators. That means you gotta get up and do your thing. You gotta get up and do your thing. <laughs> hey, and on this Thrilling Thursday, it wouldn't be a party, not a party, or any kind of jam at all without this funny lady right here. I mean, she's the funny bone lady. Tickle your funny bone. Make you laugh. You know what I'm saying? Keep us all in stitches. And she's a snitch. But that's a, that's a story. <laughs> she's the one, the only, the incomparable Cheryl Star. Twinkle, twinkle. It's Cheryl Star. Good morning, Jazzy G. So motivators don't believe him. I tell you, I'm not a snitch. Ha 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 Like Ben said Check out the bazaar <laughs> Twinkle twinkle My soul motivators Yes it's thrilling Thursday And yes I found my thrill On Blueberry Hill Okay Indeed Indeed <laughs> Indeed Indeed <laughs> Hey soul motivator I got some receipts About that snitching I'm done trying to <laughs> It's all good though. It's all good Hey man But our, our, our party Couldn't be complete It wasn't me man. Without this man here, he is he is the percolator, right? He's a smooth operator. He keeps everything in line, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes he got, he give us that look, and we know what the looks mean. We know what the signals mean. Sometimes he send out smoke signals because, you know, Cheryl and I love to talk. But he's the one, the only. He's the maestro himself. DJ Nelson, the maestro. What up, Nelson? What up, Jazzy Good morning, Nelson. Hey, twinkle, star. twinkle to you, too, Nelson. Hey, twinkle, twinkle to you, too, twinkle to you, too. <laughs> so good today on this Thrilling Thursday. We're going to have some fun today, y'all. Yeah, let's, let's have some fun today on this Thrilling Thursday. Let's, let's, let's make it a thrill. You know that's right, saying? that's right. Real thrill. All right? Go, go, Cheryl. Yes, yes. Stop, stop, stop. Get some housekeeping because a lot's been going on this week and I just want to get into some housekeeping and get into some subjects today. You know what I'm saying? We're not about the gossip, y'all, but we're about the housekeeping. You know what I'm saying? We keep shit real. <laughs> you ready for some housekeeping? Let's do it. It's time to get to some housekeeping. Okay, Scott, what you got today for some housekeeping? Well, um, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Grandmaster Cash of the legendary group Cold Crush Brothers. Yes. Um, So Grandmaster Cash last week, you know, he had this uh, speaking engagement slash book signing. So he has a book out. So Motivators. um, And it's a unique book. It basically it's all of his rhymes that he wrote in the 70s and the 80s and he, he, he put it Ooh. in the form of a notebook style. So, you know, back in the days, you know, when when we wrote rhymes, we had a notebook of rhymes. Yeah, a notebook, yep. Yeah, so he got all the different type of notebooks composed inside of a book, which is 
Very creative. Very artsy. Let's clap Very it up for Kaz. We gotta clap it up for Grandmaster Kaz. Yes, yes, indeed. Let's clap and it it's up. called "Written the Lyrics of Grandmaster Kaz." So, it's 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 really it take you back because you know Jazzy, you know you and I go back in those cold crush days. Yes. So mm-hmm. when you open the book and start reading some of the raps, it's like, oh, I remember him saying this from the cold crush. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And he got the rapper's delight for so motivators who don't know. Uh, Grandmaster Cash Rhymes was used on um, Big Beck Hank of the uh, Rappers Delight group used a rhyme because he when they was making the record he took Grandmaster Cash notebook because you know he had Grandmaster Cash yo I need to I'm, I'm about to make this record give me some rhymes and so Grandmaster Cash said it was like short notice so basically he just let him hold his notebook and said pick something out of there yeah. <laughs> so that's how he came up with and the funny thing, what people don't know, he didn't even change any of the words. Right, he didn't change. He spelled out Grandmaster Cass's name because his yeah. name is Casanova Fly. Right, At go the by the name of the Casanova Fly. Yeah, his name is Casanova Fly. That was his MC name back in those days. Right. And he actually spelled out Casanova Fly. He right. didn't change none of the words and we were all like on it. Grandmaster Cash and Spoonie G are the first two ghostwriters of hip hop, y'all. So you want to know, and if you ever get the, any trivia about that, the first two ghostwriters of hip hop is Grandmaster Cash and Spoonie G. Look at that stuff. Well, one more trivia with that, because I didn't even know this, and our brother Raheem from the Grandmaster Fast and the Furious Five Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, shout out to the legendary Raheem. Indeed. Raheem wrote one of the parts. He used Raheem lyric on the imp, the dip. The woman's pimp, the woman's fight for my delight. And then the rest of it was Grandmaster Cash. So he used the piece of Raheem Rhyme with all of Grandmaster Cash rhymes because he had Cash Notebook. So I didn't never know that, you know. So I was like, oh, I didn't know that. But um, yeah, so his book, you know, folks, is available on Amazon. Barnes Even though that really came from, that really came from Five on the Black Hand Side. That that actual lyric came from Five on the Black Hand Side. So, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that in the in the movie. Yeah. Um, but you know, Raheem was saying that that was his rhyme that he right. was saying. So he said Cash took that. I mean, um, Big Bang Hank Big took Bang that. Hank. Right. Mm-hmm. So his, um, you know, just so folks to know where to get the book is available on um, Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, of course, and all Goodreads, all major. Uh, Outlets where you can purchase a book, but you know Amazon's most popular. Yeah, we got to get you know. up here so he can he can uh, promote the book and talk about the book and talk about some of those things back in the day because he is the pioneer of a lot that went on and everything. So we got to get Cass to come on up here. So Grandmaster Cass, you got to come on up here at the morning coffee and uh, you know saying and, and talk about some of those things back in the day. We are celebrating 50 years of hip hop. And we're doing the whole 50 Years of Hip Hop series right here on the Morning Coffee Motivated Jazz G Feature Show Star. All right. So that, that'll be fun. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, right. you know, Grandmaster Cass, you know, his quote, I, I quote it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Invent anything, it reinvented everything. Right, and right. That, I stand by that. Right. And then I put out an APB through him to my boy Kumo D. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah, laughing. All up you know, he said, "Wait a minute before before I give him this message. Are you a stalker?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "No." I said, "You know, tell him we go way back. We go way back." So, um, yeah. 
So um, the other housekeeping, Jazzy D, I know you wanted to follow up on one that we mentioned last week. So um, we could let's do that. Yeah, this week we talked about Joe. I'm talking about Joe. You talking about Joe Smith? Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. We did we that earlier about, this week. We just talked about. Yeah. That. We just talked about that. What Monday? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that yeah, was, right. yeah, That was just Monday. We talked about Joe Smith and his wife Keisha, where she had an OnlyFans page. Right, right. We found right. out about it, and and he kind of went ballistic, but she she act like it was no big deal, and and I I told you, remember you said you you had said, oh, you think she's gonna take it down after this and everything? Right. I said and we'll I, see what what's I, gonna I, happen next. Gonna do it. I just right. I do it. She's yeah. TMZ. She's been on. She's been on. It is what it camera. is. It is what it is. She's, you know, what I'm saying she's doing her. She's doing her rounds. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, hey, Keisha, if you want to come on the morning coffee and get your version, you, hey, you're welcome here just as well, sis. But I'm just saying, or Joe Smith, I would rather have Joe Smith come on here because he's not making rounds on anything else. I would like Joe to come on and give his side. Okay, so right. I was like, hey, Joe Smith, you want to come on the morning coffee and, and, and talk about it? And again, it's not about he said, she said, or battle of the sexes or knocking your wife or anything like that. But you should tell your side of the story just as well, only because she's making it seem like it's all good and, and, and dandy what she said and, and what she did. Well, she's saying that he, you know, she was she was who she was when he met her. Right, she said the first time, but but I'm saying that she she said that when she was basically arguing about it, she was filming him and everything like that. See, right, she said that when he, we saw the video. Right, right, and then again, he wasn't with that with her recording with her recording him really. You know what I'm saying? Like she, mm-hmm. he, he mentioned that, but he he went a long way because his whole thing was like, okay, since you're gonna record, let's 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 lay it out a bit. But he was still being respectful to her. And she wasn't being, in my eyes, what I looked at and analyzed, she wasn't being respectful to him. And this yeah, it, it, definitely, it definitely looked like she was being disrespectful because she kept talking in the camera when he was like, oh, you're recording? So she kept talking. But, you know, I think I mentioned this, what I gathered, gathered out of that. Remember I said he probably treated her a certain way and spoiled her to now where she's not taking his words seriously and then you could see she has no respect for him and that's what i'm gonna say as a woman because number one is she did have the page up without his knowledge and other men are other men are uh, going on their comment but the way she was conducting the interview with cameron because cameron was clearly flirting with her it was it was you know cameron was like your cleavers look good i, I just gotta say it, of it too. She was very and well she right she wasn't hey, she woman. wasn't pushing it away right. and as a married woman you you know show your husband some respect on ear um when other men are flirting with because it's one thing what they were doing with each other when he was like oh you're not you know, you're not um you're recording me and I didn't know about it, blah blah blah. But the key thing is she's acknowledged that he hasn't been making any money. Right. And she's she's bringing in some uh some of the money. And she was like, "Look, I do this cuz that's not the only thing she does." You know, like she was telling um TMZ. You know, she does a a, a, a couple of things. Yeah, yeah, right, cuz remember I, I said Monday I said what well, she said she have a few jobs. 
So right, I, right. I, I was thinking about are the jobs is, is she working or do she own businesses? Remember, yeah, few, yeah, that, few but, hustles. <laughs> but I was one, yeah, because I said she used the term jobs. She didn't say, right, well, right. I have a few businesses or I have sources of income. Or she didn't use it in a in a in a um, in a way of an entrepreneur would say. She said it in a way of an employee would say. But then she goes on TMZ and, and says that. You know, she has this moving company that he works for her at this moving company or something like that. He hasn't been in the NBA since the bubble. Right, right. So, right. So, after the bubble, he was no longer in the NBA. So, I guess the money changed. So, the money changed drastically. And, uh, and of course, when you have, you know what I'm saying, a partner that actually, you know, spend, 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 and it's not money coming in, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 tough. It's tough. You know what I'm saying. And again, I was listening to what she said on TMZ. I watched both interviews, and she one of the things that she said. Remember, I, I said she must have been a stripper or something like that before. Mm-hmm. I said to him, you know what I did before, and I took. A, he said, yeah. I thought you were stop taking off your clothes. He even said that. Joe said that to her, but on TMZ, she said she was an adult. Uh, uh, an adult uh, sex, uh, 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 what you call it? Uh, uh, sex so it sounds like to me what she said on TMZ. It sounds like to me she was a porn star. That, that's what it kind of sounded like. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So I'm gonna say allegedly. I'm gonna say allegedly. But from her own words, it sounds like she was in the porn. Well, it that's what I'm saying. Porn, you know what I'm saying? It might have right. been soft porn, but I'm, but I'm a legend. She was a soft porn artist. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I'm just saying. And, and, well, and well but that's 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 his fault because again, a lot of these guys, like I mentioned before, about the trophy wife and the things that they tolerate from a certain type of woman just to mm-hmm. get that kind of woman, leads to disrespect down the line. And basically, she's basically acting like, uh, well, you don't have the money, so guess what? I'm going to do what I got to do, whether you like it or not. That's the yeah, attitude and, and again, that the energy that she was putting off. I'm, I'm going to tell you something, and, 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 and this is, I'm going to say this to, to the men right now, because um, this is something that my mother had talked to me about. And because uh, there's an old saying about you can't. Turned a, a horn to a housewife, right? Of, right. And I'm calling her that. I'm just saying it's the mentality, personality, the mentality. Right. But I'm right. saying he could not even understand or fabricate where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. So, reportedly, she she reported that he he left the home and he now staying with his sister. So, so because again, I told you she wasn't going to take it down. I knew that just from their conversation. I knew anybody that stand up, oh well, this and that, and don't can't understand your feelings and can't, you know, say can't get what you're saying to them. They're not gonna, they're not gonna make a move to say, okay, I'm gonna take this down into further notice, and then let's talk about it, and then we can resolve it. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even like that. Even like I said, we talked about the the, the young lady that didn't want to get out the car when she was you know, when the guy to go on a date to. To uh, Cheesecake Factory, and his and he was like, "Hey, can we talk about it?" You know what I'm saying? Like he actually said that, "Can we talk about?" It? And she said, "Okay, let's talk about it." Then the camera went off. 
get what I'm saying? So we don't even know if they would actually went on that date, the Cheesecake Factory. We don't know if, if, if you know what I'm saying, if they just never saw each other again, and that's why she posted that. You, you understand what I'm saying? But in, in, in the situation of watching uh, Joe Smith and, and Keisha Smith, the way she was talking to him, it was like, it's, this is not coming down. I'm getting my, this is where I'm getting my bread from. This is where most of my money is coming from. This who I am. This who I was when you first met me. You know what I'm saying? You can't change the whole to a housewife. I mean, she had that whole attitude. You know what I'm saying? And and then, and, and, and on top of it, I knew he was going to leave that house. I knew because he can't, if someone can't show you respect, and, and this is one thing I'm, I'm going to also say to the ladies. Us men, it's not about how much you love us. It's how much you respect us. You know what I'm saying? Respect is, is over everything to a man. Right, right. And respect is number one. Number one. And if you cannot show us respect, we are out of here. You know but, but, but don't We're you think out. that he's tolerated her disrespect prior? Because that don't look like no overnight type of... A scenario, you know, even though he exactly. just found out about exactly. the, uh, he just found out about the page, but the way she talked to him and the way she was uh, in the camera, like with like this persona, like I don't care what you think, and, right. and usually, if a woman is responding like that to her husband, she's been doing that. That is right. not nothing new because mm-hmm. we, you know, we don't just uh, come to a disrespect level. On 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 a on a on a moment, it has right. to be something that has been tolerated, in my opinion, and accepted, right. and accepted. You know, and and even with him having his back towards her while they were discussing the fans only page, even his reaction is like, "Oh, you didn't know." He was he was a little passive with with his delivery, and I'm like, "What husband is gonna be like?" You know, I mean, maybe because the cameras was on, but I didn't well, get. I- because if you if you listen to him in the beginning and, and he's kind of like confronting mm-hmm. her, it was it was it was confronting, and then he was you, know, you, you like you, you got me on camera now like come on like but like, I didn't get what I'm saying from him I didn't get any uh what I, I didn't get that he commands respect from her like you know to me it just seems like. She was in control and that's their marriage. That's that's what I got out of it. Because I was I you know how you read the woman, I read the man. Mm-hmm. You know, and to me I, I was reading both of them, but yeah. Right, but I'm talking about as far as when I look at the respect level. You right. know, I, hers is obvious, so I didn't I didn't need to read hers because she's the one with the with the with the mic and, and the in the camera. But yeah. I wanted to see his reaction. Because hers was already obvious, and I, I just didn't think he was just a little passive to me. Like he, I, didn't, he, I didn't, he I didn't think that, that he was aggressive. A lot from her, right? That's and that's what I'm saying. She doesn't respect that, and she right. doesn't respect that, and, right? And and it's it's like if he was more like now, and, and now that he has left the home, she's doing this little tour. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's doing this this TV podcast. You know, radio tour. So and they probably paying her too. And, 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 and probably so. 
properly so you know what i'm saying so and, and that's what she's she's looking at another way of, of making money now that's why i said i would rather have joe on this show than her because she's making her rounds i would rather him come and give his version of everything like you said that you know he's he may be a little passive or whatever like that and he may not have been you know what i'm saying we don't know but i would like to have joe smith come up on the morning coffee and actually discuss it you know what i'm saying so those mm -hmm. who uh can get in touch with joe smith um his management or whoever his agent um please hit us up here at morning coffee um info at morningcoffee.chat that's info at morningcoffee.chat info at morningcoffee.chat uh, hit us up and um and we would love to have joe smith on here and discuss it but uh you know when when i'm listening to her discuss the relationship what's been going on what led to that you know what I'm saying the tmz or the or and um it is what it is with, with cameron and and camera was directly flirting with this woman this is a married woman he knows it's a married woman you know what I'm saying he knows she's married too but he was flirting with her and she was receiving the flirts they like, right. oh, giggly giggly <laughs> you know what I'm saying that once that she felt and he asked her do she do private massages right. and stuff and she said yes she said yes yeah. so he said he gonna hit her up once and that once that she seemed uncomfortable with his forwardness not once right. did she seem uncomfortable she was comfortable with everything that's why part of what you're saying that this is something that's been going on to the point where it seemed like Joe has been tolerating things and now it's, it's come to a head where he should have been day one as you said put his foot down said nah you can't be that 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 you know what I'm saying right and that's that's the thing because again another man flirting with you that way you're a married woman and the whole cleavage thing and then you know what I'm saying I mean she did she she did take her jacket and and, and and tried to close it a little bit you know what I'm saying once she first mentioned it but she never seemed uncomfortable you know what I'm saying like it's like it came to her attention well you know some comment that you that you read some of the comments some of the people in the comments and some of them were men they were assuming like you know you remember you thought it was stripping or whatever but a lot of the comments some of the men were assuming that they definitely probably did some threesomes because uh, you know some guys was like uh, she's comfortable with her only fan page I, I bet they probably had threesomes or they bet they had other people in their relationship because she's comfortable saying yeah i have my only fans fan page up and i'm doing stuff to myself so uh a right. lot of times said, that behavior myself. right she said i'm and i'm by myself yes yeah, right so that. she's she's yeah. doing you know probably sexual things with herself uh to turn the men on because you know when there's an only fan page it, they do a lot of intimate things on those only fan pages you right. know and so you know if 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 he's if she's had that type of lifestyle whether it's porn or soft porn allegedly we don't know um but the point is is that it seems like he's seen her with other men or it has been a part of something prior with with their relationship with it could have been uh, other another woman or something because some couples some couples bring misery to themselves because they think that they can be different than 
the the things that can happen when you bring these threesomes or ideas and you know so motivated i'm not saying that's what they did but i was i was reading some of the comments and it just seems like that that could be a problem because a lot of times when uh you know when couples because i'm not even going to say just men because sometimes women are aggressive with that like monique said uh the the comedian Monique says she was the one who who mentioned to her husband that maybe we should have a threesome. You uh, know what I mean? So yeah, it's not always the men. And then yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, it's it's just that sometimes when you do that, then the that learned behavior becomes a normal thing. And then they start looking like, What are you mad at? Because she was acting like, What are you mad at? Okay, yeah, I didn't she tell was. you. She you know? Was. So it it just it, seems like you know she didn't get it. She did. She just didn't get his. Why he was upset? Why he was upset. She just didn't right. get. It. it could be a lot more to it, but at the same time, that is your spouse. You know what I'm saying? And, and it should be more of a sit down. I don't know why she she thought it was okay to actually film that because she's a, she's an attention seeker. You know what I'm saying? That's it, that shows in her personality she's an attention seeker well people that um, do them only fan page like attention right because again it's only it's only six reasons why we do what we do in life it's only six reasons so you know what I'm saying it's all from our come from our emotions you know what I'm saying we don't do anything outside of that it may we may disguise it or anything like that but it's all it's all in our needs and our six basic human needs and our, ba- our six basic human needs is what drives us to do what we do so it's only six reasons it's not it's never no more than that trust me <laughs> so motivators and psychologists can tell you that it's never any more than that they, they will always come under those categories under those six basic human needs category they always come under those categories it would never be outside of that even the mentally ill it would never come outside of that because you know what I'm saying because that's how we're driven we're just driven that way you know what I'm saying and significance is one of them you know what I'm so we have to be seen, got to be heard, got to be noticed. Got it, it, significance is just one of them, and it will drive us. It will drive us to the point where it'll drive us off a cliff. <laughs> but it's 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 just a it's a human need that we we were gonna meet it, uh, positive, negative, or neutral. It's just just how it is. You know what I'm saying? So when we're driven by significance, we would do anything to get attention. You know what I'm saying? We would, you know what I'm saying? That's why sometimes you, you you hear chronic liars or pathological liars because they're trying to get attention. Right. So, yeah, and that's part of it because they're, they're you know what I'm saying? Like I say, most uh, middle children are the ones that, uh, most middle children are the, 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 um, driven by you know significance a lot you know a lot of mom because then they're overlooked so much yeah they don't they don't pay attention to them right attention to them so they if they're not in show business already um they they would do things to to show that they're showing and that's 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 their all so i know some people i'm a middle child and i don't i'm a middle it's not all i'm just telling you the pattern of of a lot of times the characteristics of of a lot of middle children you know what i'm saying and i i'm the youngest i'm the baby of the family and i seek attention i seek attention a lot and i was the baby because being the baby 
and my older siblings, you know what I'm saying, were like, all, when I was born, they were already older teenagers, you know what I'm saying, the older ones. So what happened is they made a fuss over me, you know what I'm saying? So when they made the fuss over me, that's what I want, you know what I'm saying? That's what I seek. You know and they saying? say a lot of the babies are spoiled, but some of them right. aren't, you know, but uh, most but of the babies are a, right, so as a as a as the youngest, that's what right. I say. You know what I'm saying? Right. Then I say take uh, S, right? So Sean, your brother, he's the youngest. Right. Now, and he was the back to back, he may not he may not be the same way I am growing up because y'all back to back. Give you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm, we, I'm a bridge. I'm a I'm a large right, you're a big difference. Right. You're a larger bridge, right? right. We're like right. five years different. Right. You know? Right. Carries so, two so, years different. Right. That's what I'm saying. So it's it's a closed gap. It's a closer gap between. Right. But he he still was the sport one. <laughs> well, of course, because he's the youngest. So most right. youngest, most of the youngest one are most the of baby the youngest. Yeah. Spoiled one. That's the these most spoiled child would be the baby. That's, right. that's how it is. You know what I'm saying? For with most um of the youngest of of many siblings. You know what I'm saying? So you know, but <clears throat> but like I said, middle child. Because they feel they overlook, they they seek attention on their own grounds, and that's the difference. Like I say, the youngest child, they they want the attention that was always given to them, so that's what they expect. They expect that from everybody else. Middle children look for it on their own grounds. That's the difference. If if I'm making sense, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. right. So right, they looking for it on their ground. It has to be on their terms. Get, get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Middle children want the attention on their terms. You know what I'm saying? The youngest child want attention from other people's terms. You get what I'm saying? That and that's the difference in the two. So middle children at, at times when they're when they're seeking attention, it seems aggressive. You get what I'm saying? Where youngest children, when they're seeking attention, it seems persuasive. Okay, and that's the two. That's that's what they show. Now, again, soul motivators. I don't mean that's every middle child. That's every baby. That's not what I'm saying here. Okay, I'm just saying in practical psychology, it forms that pattern. Okay, because <laughs> I know there's gonna be some people that's gonna dispute it, and listen. That that's fine. That's fine. If you're the, you're the middle child, you're the youngest child, and you feel that because again. You know what I'm saying? Dab and her sister, uh, from their, their, their mother, um, and, and their mother and father, that's the first marriage of their father, okay? So Dab is the youngest when it comes to their mother and father, first marriage. But Dab is not the youngest of her father because he get married again and had a, had a son, okay? But he's no longer in the house, so that's a different story. But Dab and her sister, three years apart, you get what I'm saying? So if Deb was here right now, she would say, Well, I wasn't the sport. I never felt like I would spoil you, and this and this and that. Da, 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 da. But then right. at the same time, you know, because she can tell you stories, especially with her father, that she was never spoiled by him. And she and, and let me tell you something. She would be right because I witnessed him not spoiling her, even as an adult. I, I witnessed things that he he really kind of overlooked her you know what i'm saying like truly and i, I witnessed that 
in, in, in my whole experience, my 25 years experience with him. You know what I'm saying? I witnessed that. So I understand that. But at the same time, I can guarantee you her sister would say that their mother spoiled her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you her sister would say that in, in her own sense. You get what I'm saying? So that happens. And, and the youngest, sometimes we don't see it in the same sense. Because again, even if I, I know, because my siblings was much, much older, I know they spoiled me. You know what I'm saying I tell everybody, you know, what I'm saying not only did my mother raise me and my aunt raise me, but so did my sisters. You know what I'm saying, and they did spoil, and I know that for a fact. I got, I got receipts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My sister, my sister Yvonne, when I used to go to her house, you know, what I'm saying her, her apartment, even she used to live uh, on 115th Street, Lenox Avenue, Harlem, and I would go there, and, and I, I, there was times that I used to love pop tarts. So when she would go shopping. She bought pop tarts just for me. I mean, one time one of her her friends ate one of my pop tarts. She lost her ever loving mind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, my, right. my brother, how did you? How did right. you open his pop tarts? Eat his pop tarts? Put that down. You know what I'm saying? She went off on them. You know what I'm saying? And my nieces teased me about it. It was like, yeah, mommy went off on on Mike for eating your pop tarts and this and this and that. You know what I'm saying? But because they spoiled me, and I know that my sisters spoiled me. But you know what I'm saying? Like where my sister Diane. People always thought that was my mother. They thought my mother was my grandmother and thought my sister was my mother. Right. They thought me and my niece, my, my niece said that was brother and sister. Right. How, you know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> that's how it was with my uncle because he's right. so close that's how to they me. Because right. I was raised by my older siblings just as well. So I, I know that that feeling so again i i know who i was for you know what i'm saying where some that's closer in age they may not see it the same way you know what i'm saying well now, i'll, I'll saying- say rev being the oldest rev had all the uh he had most of the responsibilities and then i had responsibilities but not to the magnitude of rev as the oldest so i would say me terry and sean was spoiled because um my father spoiled me and my mother spoiled Terry and Sean. Yeah. So Rev being the oldest, um, I don't think he experienced any spoil. Um, well, when he was first born as the first born. He's the first born. You, the you first get born spoiled. Born. Right, that's the right. pride of your father, right? There. Right, right there. Right. So that's, that's his pride right there. That's my pride and my joy. Right. So that's the part. Got that. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. But, you know, as you grow up, the oldest gets the most right. responsibility. When, when Rev is born, your father's like, hey, son, I die for you. You get what I'm saying? That's right. his pride and that's his, that's his pride and joy. See, when you were born, your father's like, I kill over you. Right. That's <laughs> what they say. Uh, men do they, I they kill over you. Right. That's right. the difference. You know what I'm saying? Right. That was the difference. See, he had his son, he had his firstborn son, then he had his first daughter. He's like, hey, I kill over you. You know what I'm saying? And that's what made you the daddy's girl. Cause that was the promise he gave. That was his covenant to you from the time you were born. You know what I'm saying? Right. You felt it. You received it. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, Rev wasn't and his first born. My dad, my my dad had two other kids. So I have a sister and a brother. Brother passed away, but Rev wasn't the first born son. He's the first born son by marriage. By marriage, I had I had, I had another brother. He passed right. away. Mm-hmm. 
Right, but but you understand what I'm saying, right? Right, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Because that's his fam- That's a family unit. That's a family nucleus. Right. That's a family. But that's what I mean. If, if it's if it's that family thing, it's the same thing. Like I'm, I'm number six from my mother, right? Actually, and actually, I'd have been number. I would have been number eight because my mother lost twins. You know what I'm saying? So, so I would have. You know what I'm saying? So, but for my father. I'm I'm the firstborn, so everyone in Detroit treated me special. Get what I'm saying? Because I am the firstborn. I am the son of, of, of John Rainey. You understand what I'm saying? So they looked at me as a boy, and I I talk about it in my first book, The Facts of Life. I was treated like a boy prince, and I'm still treated that way in Detroit when I'm there much my family because we love each other just that much. You know right. what I'm saying? And I am that I am that boy prince to the family. You know right. what I'm saying? And I hold them, you know what I'm saying? I hold them so close knit to me. Like I said, I, I mentioned before when I told I told Deb, you know what I'm saying? Well, on my father's side, I'm closer to my Detroit cousins than I am to my New York cousins. Now that I don't love that that I don't love my New York cousins, my paternal New York cousins, I love them. But my Detroit paternal uh, Detroit cousins, they are they they, you know, what I'm saying the love I have from them is just is more, um, uh, what, what's the word uh, that I'm looking for? Uh, it has no boundaries to it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm trying to find a, a good word to mean that it has no unconditional. Uh, 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 Absolutely. Unconditional. The love for for them is unconditional. You know what I'm saying? And the love they have for me is. You know what I'm saying? Where my cousins, my paternal cousins in New York, they have a conditional love for me. You get what I'm saying? Don't steal nothing. You won't be invited back over. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, even though I, and, and I love them. You know what I'm saying? They love me and, and, and I know that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, we got. Remember, that. I told you we, we got cousins each other too. In, in Detroit and Charleston as well, and you know they have like I, just the southern hospitality, the southern way, the love. Like they they're a little different than how we express ourselves in New York. You know, but it's not even the the New York Detroit far as the demographics. It's how we were both raised with each other and how we deal with each other. Give you know what I'm saying. I, I hope I'm explaining it right. No, I, mean, I get it because my father, my father was closer with his with his uh, family from Detroit and Charleston than the New York family. Right, mm-hmm. and they they have a different way of expressing right. the love. And that's just on that's only my paternal side because right. my my so, maternal side. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? My New York, my New York cousins, and on my on my mother's side, we're 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 like. Brother and sisters, more like you know what I'm saying. Right, we way more, yeah, we, yeah. we way more like brother and sisters because because my grandmother raised half her, half of their mothers. My grandmother raised them because they were tight knit, even though it was a lot of them. And one of the reasons why my grandmother came to New York was because of her brothers. Because I because I told you my family is one of the first black families in the Harlem. They came to Harlem in 1904. My family did. Okay, so we were one of the first black families that came to Harlem. So, in a lot of those families that first came to Harlem, if they lived on Lenox Avenue, if they lived on Seventh Avenue, if they lived on Eighth Avenue, a lot of them are so close knit that they're like family. We call ourselves cousins. 
to this very day. Some even intermarried and stuff like that. Some of us are cousins by marriage. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. black people had to be very close knit with each other when they first came to Harlem because Harlem was Dutch. You get what I'm saying? And it was, you know what I'm saying? It was like Dutch, Jews, you know what I'm saying? So it had it had very few blacks in it. The blacks that, that came from there originally were blacks that put were put out from um uh, what they what they made into Central Park today because that that section of Central Park was actually a black community. And and uh, I think it's called Santa Cana Village, something like that. So they were put out. So a lot of them went. That's why you should have so many black people in Mount Vernon because that's where they went. They went to Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? They left because there was a middle class community right there where Central Park is now. And so they 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 did a whole, you know, uh what you call that domain thing. Um uh what you call that when they condemn an area and and then they put them all out to build mm-hmm. Central Park. And and a lot of moved to Mount Vernon. And that's where you have a lot of blacks from Mount Vernon that's in Mount Vernon. That was the establishment of Mount Vernon. You know what I'm saying? So that uh, that upper section of uh, or that lower section of Westchester, you know, what I'm saying that's where that come from, and and the Bronx, okay, because even the Bronx was very segregated at the at the at the time. But just a little history lesson, y'all. <clears throat> Excuse me, just a little history lesson. But I, I didn't mean to go off tangent with with, with all of this because we were talking about the behavior of, of Joe Smith and his wife Keisha. You know what I'm saying? But I, I do wanna I, I do want to talk about this a little bit more and get into the practical psychology behind it. Cause it is fascinating. Okay. And I know a lot of people deal with the gossip part of it, but it is fascinating to me because, you know, excuse me, being in, in a, a 30 year marriage, a 33 year relationship with someone, the ups, the downs and and things like that, this is really intriguing to me. <laughs> you got what I'm saying, Star? Yeah, I've I've seen worse, but I just I, feel I have like too. I, I mean, Deb and I, because you know we were relationship coaches, and we have dealt with a lot of people, right? The situations, and I can right. tell you, there's been some doozies where, but we have helped some people in the sense. Well, okay, you you know, and we see both sides of it. You know, what I'm saying and because Dude, we, um, did they say how long they were married? I didn't, I didn't get. They were they married. Like I think they were married something like was it thirteen years or nine years? Oh, okay. It's someone in between. She mentioned out. it. She did mention how many years they were married, and oh, I can't remember uh-huh. if thirteen or nine. Uh huh. but I, I think I think it was because she mentioned on TMZ how long they were married, but. Oh. But uh, DJ Nelson, he's over here. He's itching for a scratch. So um, we we're gonna get into this on this thrilling Thursday. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some more and everything like that. Cause she found her thrill on Blueberry Hill for sure. <laughs> so so yo Nelson, let let's let's get into the groove here, right? Let's let's have some fun today and and uh and really get into this get into some star just took me off <laughs> yo so 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 nelson yeah what's up bro 
Let's turn it up. Let's start it out hot. Let's let's let's, let's start it out hot. It's Thursday. Y'all know what happens on Thursday when hip-hop, Nelson baby. go in. You know what I'm saying? He gonna hip-hop he gonna give you the stop. best hip hop funk and all that mm-hmm. and, and, and the break beats and all that old good stuff. He gonna go in today. Oh yeah. All right. So uh, Nelson, What's up, start bro? them off with something. You know what I'm saying? Start them off with something that that take them there. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, just okay. take them there now. All right, we do it. So Nelson, what up, baby? Are you ready? Oh yeah, let's go. You're listening to the morning coffee with the motivator, motivator. Jazzy G. Who shot you? Separate the weak from the obsolete. Hard to creep them Brooklyn streets. It's all all that bickering beef. I can hear sweat trickling down your cheek. Your heartbeat sound like Sasquatch feet. Thundering, shaking the concrete. Then the shit stop when I fall the plot. Neighbors call the cops and they heard mad shots. Saw me in the drop, three and a quarter. Slaughter, electrical tape around the daughter. Old school, new school, need to learn though. I burn, baby, burn like disco inferno. Burn slow like with yayo. Peel more skins than Idaho potato. The lyrical molesting is taking place With B.I.G. it ain't safe I make your skin chafe Rashes on the masses Bumps and bruises From the land cruisers Big Papa smash fools Bash fools Digging mad because I know the cash rules Everything around me Two nines Any motherfucker whispering about mine And I'm Brooklyn's finest You rewind this Bad boys behind me Excite all the freaks Stack mad chips Spread love with my peeps Ziggin' on the creep Got to watch my back Think the cognac and endo sack Make me slack I switch it all back I suck the G's up Won't force move Get Swiss cheese up Click detect respect I demand it Slip and break the Eleventh commandment Come out, shout out With raw C popper Feel a thousand out When I drop, when I drop I feel for you Like Shaka Khan, I'm the gun So when I want Rolex on the arm Die slow but calm Recognize my face So there won't be no mistakes So you know where to tell Jake Lane Again bring Turn front page Puff daddy flips daily I smoke the empty sips on the bellies On the rocks Talk to christenings I'm a cop In the positioning What? 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 Started off on the 
Allen, AK Shannon, Robert Allen, gunshots thrown and phone down. Back in the days, I'm eight now, making a tape now. Ray gotta get a plate now. Ignorant and mad young, wanted to be the one till I got blah, blah, blah. Yeah, my pops was a fiend since 16, shooting that, that's that, his bloodstream. That's the life of a crimey, real life crimey, and others know the habits behind me. Day one, yo, growing all up in the ghetto. Now I'm a weed fiend, jetting the palmetto. Hit Medina, yo, no doubt. The guard got crazy clap, pushing a big joint from now south. So if you feel these stacked up, better watch your back and duck. Cause these fiends, they got it cracked up. Now my man from up north, now he got the law. It's solid as a rock and crazy soft. No jokes, I'm not playing. Get his folks, Desert Eagle is joint, and put him in the yoke. And the note for sure, I got wrecking rip. I shot rip, I shot rip, I pointed at the Open it up, kid. I want anything. Anything. Right now, right now, right now. Dedicated to the winners and the losers. Dedicated to all Jeeps and Land Cruisers. Dedicated to the Fives, HBCIs. Dedicated to. Yo, yo, yo. Dedicated to the Lexus and the Axe. Dedicated to MPV's fat. In the fly cliches, doing duets, who eight happens to make oh, my yeah. day. Don't tired of busting off shots, having to rock knots, running up in spots and making hot. hot. I'd rather flip shows instead of those hanging on my living room wall. My first joint and it went gold. I want a lamp, I want to be in the shade, plus spotlight, getting my throat all night. I want to have me a fat yacht and enough land to go and plant my own cess crops. But for now, it's just a big dream, because I find myself in a place where I'm last. My thoughts must be relaxed, be able to maintain Cause times is changed and life is strange The glorious days is gone and everybody's doing bad Yo, mad lives is up for grass Brothers passing away, I gotta make wakes Receiving all types of calls from upstate Yo, I can't cope with the pressure Settling for lesser The guard left lessons on my dresser So I can bloom and blossom Find a new way, continue to make more hits to rain hey, Sunshine plays a major part in the daytime my life story simply in the never blew my chance Mom kicked me out the house when I was flipping I'm the man Put the boys on the street, make them walk this beat Teach them how to eat and to seek for peace Son of Memphis ain't living poor cause I mean what I say Bring the fake to reality and make them pay Though these ghetto rhyme stories got them scared to death I'm trying to get the food out, see what the world's about Check it, 1986 is when I reach my peak Take my brothers out of state and try to make some ends meet First destination, Texas, and it's just like that Making moves with my brothers and there's no turning back We got dirty six grams on the scale right now Getting ready with my brothers, time to break this shit down I'm not about killing my people, but you know how it go Work with me, not against me, and we'll make mad dope With my co-defender, that when I break down, look back Hold me back and give me love, and now I'm giving it back A unique sound from the streets, and it's just so sweet My living proof life story, let me break it in peace Yo, I rock on the block with the real hip-hop As you start to clock, and jock Yo, I'm coming off with mad rage 18, and hitting the real stage But don't worry about me, cause I'm making it And if I can't have it, then I'm taking it That's how it is, cause I'm living trife Where's my knife? Take a chance with your life Rappers decapitate and disintegrate You I will mutilate when I penetrate Go for the one when I say raid A hitman for hire and I wanna get paid Cause bullets are sprayed and anybody is laid More money is made and that's the family trade See I make moves and tell what's the truth That's why I'm here to be living proof Stop what you're doing And turn your radios up 
You're in the mix with one of the best in the business. In the business. More music. Now, DJ Nelson the Maestro. Morning Coffee Crew is on the same bad channel, same bad station, same bad time. I'm lost, must pay the cost to be the boss With force, gotta get my point across I'm going off on the mic, insane, out of sight When I take flight, like, okay. like Mike, Mike And you see, I be rolling like a battle cat And I'm ready to rip on my combat Beef, I'm not having that, yo, I pull my trigger back And all you just know where my heart is at I like to stay down low, but yo, I flip at times Like when I'm kicking rhymes or busting out nines It's like that shit, I jumped off the roof Sight, sight Cause I wouldn't be living proof The moral of the story, what the f*** going on? And I see some C2000 if they keep frontin' I used to hustle on the block, now I rap for pics Watch out the world turn and I will come back Believe it's fresh up my brain, I got the la-la for that Break it down on subjects and then all facts Letting loose everything, but still keeping the fat Bustin' these keep on frontin' in this game, alright? Scared to death fast, rappers don't get no props Scared to come to the ghetto, talk about busting shots See, I can walk around the ghetto, stand in peace and at ease Get my ghetto crowd open, yo, you know what I mean Indeed, see what I see and then you know what I mean Getting ready for the future, so don't f*** with me My living proof, life story, niggas, I kill it with ease Leave it up to me while I Sip your morning coffee with the motivator Jazzy G, Carol Star, and DJ Nelson the Maestro. One way for me to explain The key to this game is longevity. Keep it the same The season remain Only if they bring in the pain Hip-hop won't stop Like the heat in my veins The streets know my name Don't call upon harder My persona resonated in the Bronx It's my alma mater I'm smarter than the average Joe Back in the flow The stack in the dough Bring the drizzle to the back And let's go Fat Joe, I'ma set it straight If you do your hits like this From digging in the crates Bringing in the ace I had to stay up late Playing the corners But never seen a day up state Till the day I escape The seat's on at the pearly gates I continue to run Even after the computer breaks You know the rates 50 down for every verse that's foul As I bring rhymes to life Like a breath of a child It's our world You just in it Check the VIP Part of the club Flooding with women Push a plus tenant Fuck with thugs in it You never catch any one of us Broke with no dubs Dropping a limit It's our way of life You in the game Better play it right Buy a house with only my chains I'm playing name the price Fly Since we was crawling, you can have some pops. You ain't really ballin' with that. So the fast crowd crew holding. We all got rides with extra features. It's a bunch of y'all. One got dough, the rest is leeches. You probably mad 'cause I be from divas. I should pull this pistol out and make you touch your sneakers. I'm on some cool out, but I will pull this tool out quick and put some holes in your new outfit. You frontin' hard 'cause you rip a range, but it's a 4.0. You nerd, you heard jigger that get your change. You ain't a really, you a small soldier. Give it up, son, it's all over, and you never sold her. Pound the cane, you a clown with fame Going down the drain, all your sound the same I'm a shine popo, cause when you got dough, your rocks glow L got a hot flow to rap copo I'm uptown smoothest, my first album left you clowns clueless Saying I'm whack, you sound foolish Take the CL bubble, they rather see L struggle Cause what they sell, I'ma sell double You wanna see rocks, then look at L wrist If you see me in the club, drink
drinking more, that means they don't sell crisps. We all self-centered, it's our world, you just in it. Check the VIP, part of the club, flooded with women. Push a plus tenant, talk with dark tenant. You never catch any one of us, but with no thumbs, dropping the limit. It's our way of life, you in the game, better play it right. Buy a house with only my chains, I'm playing like your price. Slide, since we was crawling, you got some pops, you ain't really calling with that. Calling with that, ass with that. Ass. Hated by chicks, loved by kids I never had a bit, yes, the group home is thick And plus I don't eat beef Cause these dizzy ass bitches and chicks ain't thick It's weak, yo, I work hard and hard My man breaks it down to the guards After that, keep it moving Have no time to be fooling around town Ain't an RG get down with this hype sound The things I seen, I make a grown man dream A street singing Go by yourself, be by yourself Let my lyrics vibrate and shake the earth I travel ghetto to ghetto Back streets to streets Dig around all crime With this ill mastermind Mom do shoes to tell me with these tears in her eyes, now I'm out on my own. Survival with the time, like an African tribe. Little dapper, blow your mind, check it out like this, and then like that. Surprise attack, strike from the back. Black maniac, power impact. Fact, anyway, is the way. Death wishes I pray to the KKK. That's what I said. Hitler is a head. My black crew is coming at you with the navy dread. Much thriller, dope is my thriller. I'm getting more iller than the zodiac killer. Yeah. Flipping shows like stuntmen I'm just thumping, the beat is pumping In your ear, very clear, better be aware Now you know I'm a motherfucking nightmare uh, Superman, superstar, give me super fat dough Like Pablo Escobar We're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop The question remains Which MCs will reign? Which ones will gain? How many suckers will feel pain? Feel pain. That's just not the same question Phrases I spit like slugs after I sip from my mug Life is bug, the baseline groove is my drug Now that you feel me, don't hear some advice All you found is gonna pay the price So take that phony hardcore look off your grill Cause I'll be stopping you still with the intent to kill This is a battle rhyme in case you haven't noticed You get replaced, you get demoted I give chumps cranium lumps just like Louisville I stand tall just like the Catskill Mountains Praying like a cougar ready to pounce it Denounce it All the unrealistic fake gangsters, fake mystics So let me make this specific You know we're near us, the original gifted Lines get twisted, brain cells dissolve As the world revolves, whack crews lick my They can't deal with the realism When they go for the mic, they better bring their steel with them They're gonna need crazy help When I get down for mine, murdering suckers for death the question remains Which MCs will reign? Which ones will gain? How many suckers will feel pain? So, um There's no need to worry My sight is never blurry I hit you with the flurry of rhymes and laws Combined with raw style and grace just a pile of waste If you can't place in this rap Race. I've been here, I'm staying. What think I'm playing? I've been down, I came up the hard way, I'm saying. Bless my pops, he's divine. But what he owns is his, and what's mine is mine. So God bless the child in the streets, it's wild. I can easily pull a bump an MC's file. You can study for years and be the world's top scholar out here. Life's a gamble, people scramble for dollars. With the textbook sense, you could still be dense. Rather master the game than dwell in sorrow or shame. I'm a survivor, so I'ma always remain the little with the voice to leave a stain on your brain. The question remains Which MCs will reign? Which ones will gain? How many suckers will feel pain? The question remains Which MCs will reign? Which ones will gain? How many suckers will feel pain? The 
much chain remains? Which MCs will reign? Which ones will gain? How many suckers will feel pain? Feel pain. My microphone is calling, so I'm one, two, checking. And yes, yes, y'all have fallen. Heroes are zeros. I ain't down with the widows. I'm true to the game. Fame, peep my crescendo. And yeah, though I walk through the valley, from Brooklyn to Cali, I lead the real rally. Cause I ain't faking no jacks. MCs are taking it back. Cause the songs they be making are crazy whack. So I subtract them. I'm one ill black man. I'm fat man. Life of a cat when I'm rapping. So all that's left is the blood stain. But still the question remains. The question remains Which MCs will reign? Which ones will gain? How many seconds left in the pain? Like a presidential campaign But if you think the licking toes makes me weak You better treat me like Freddy Krueger Don't sleep I write raps ready to rip and rock real rough Rhymes running rugged and raw Rapidly ruining roaches Point blank I spell murder to a bum Off your back with rappers Red rum, red rum Cause I do it something awful Break them down to a morsel Making sure that you're no longer enjoyable Rappers get so quiet when I'm coming That if they sh** the dictionary You couldn't get a word from them It's sort of a tradition in bed style to do or die So step into me, it's suicide I couldn't think of a rapper taking mine to I feel like Ali I'm the greatest of all times Floating like a butterfly, stinging like a bee Yeah, I know this ain't boxing, but that's still my pedigree But as for you, you have no appeal How you get a record deal? You're jamming with the Mashup King DJ Nelson, the Maestro Blood Party Mix A lot of 
Like spandex, they make any seem good. So act like you know, baby. Rock when I rig it and rock to hit it, hip hop nonstop. As I freak the fuck up with the flavor to flow with the flyers, a fairy for falls in the flame to the fire. Now, may these MCs rest in peace. Because when I come to town, the population decrease. I'll even finish dead nap that. <laughs> Not even Pet Cemetery could bring them back. I slay my prey, they decay. I tell them like Jennifer Holiday. No, 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 no way that you can never touch this. No, you know how I feel. I think you bought your record deal. You're listening to The Morning Coffee with the motivator, motivator. Jazzy G. African, very African. Come and step in Brothers Temple, see what's happening. The taste of bass flow coming from a zero. Tell me what a sissy know. Funk a lesson is a new flow. Stalking, walking in my big black boots. Living off the earth, eating herbs and fruits. The children awake me by the mountain in the river. And gather around the fire for the scroll that I deliver. The speak of a house is from the sand to the sky. And devils ever got and want to measure how high. It logic reveals you, your mind can't catch it. Dimensions of a god go far beyond brackets. Coming to my oven, devils come and you burn. I can always feel vulture with the strength and black burn. You're pissing me off because you swear you're higher level. Back to your cave, get yourself together. Chili and Megillah, chocolate and vanilla. How can polar bears swing on vinyl with gorillas, please? Check your reasoning because it's something amiss. My home is the void, you're down in the abyss. I teach your funk code and don't preach a rap rhyme. A wrong way to the sun as the mortals act time. The fucking lesson comes, the sundial speaks. The building of the strong are the lessons of the meaning. My science is deep, my blackness is deep. Oh, deep, deep, deeper than Atlantis, deeper than the sea floor. Travel by the mantis. Your copycats will never know. We do the funk will never flow, but that's another blow. Make your move, deep apprentice. I never step. I'm a tribal move. Your master hasn't figured yet. Bring your weapons to my sword and shield. What's the higher level if you this ain't real? My mystic magic. What you gonna do? Think before you step before the rebel silly move. I tried to warn you, but your mind won't catch. You're just cookies in my oven. If I wanna burn about you, just burn. Glorious. This is protected by the red, the black, and the green. With the key, says the key. Like that, like that, like this. How dark is the world? How strong is a fist? Originals come from the sand and the soil to the concrete. Fighting wars in the streets. The day of outrage, history, another page. You lack the word of this, but now there is a brother Jade. The Prince of Warriors, lead masters. Stomp and live a lip, punks playing asses. The damn sissy, though it's dark full of glory. Sissy bomb is coming, but that's another story. So many people forgot where they came. Disrespect religion, but they're living is lame. Black watch, how you living? Flowing the Nile. the many mortals, the times of a sundown. To the east, teaching gods to be. What it was, what it is, and again shall be. What's my mind state if my state ain't black? But Moses, Malcolm, and Huey are back. And the voice to a many going verb to verb. Sit back and take heed, brother, you. You must learn swimming in the books and the books ain't given the scales of a black man way way the limit I among the mortals the time is in the verse mortals fully curse in the sunlight, balancing the bird. Big time kick, we go sun to moon. Verbalizer speaks, it's a quarter to doom. Self-destruction is not a key function. Another round the leaders, cause the people keep fronting. But when they realize the body needs head, it's more than what's said when a leader lies dead. Coming through the darkness, path is light. Death meaning life as the pharaohs take flight. Too much degrees for a silly pale thief. 
You can't define what's direct from the east. God protect me. He selects me. God makes a path so the world respects me. Zero to nine. Grandest creator. I pray for those on both sides of equator. Professor X. What will they learn once life enters doors? Death, no return, no return. This is an invitation to the crossroads. If you dare. This is a remix. A remix. A remix. Here in 
Cracks in the ground. What's going on, my man? The motivator Jazzy G is bringing you the funk. It's the morning coffee with y'all. Truly, the motivator Jazzy G featuring several stars here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24/7, station with heart on our heart. Nelson. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Now you're a funny dude too on top of it. <laughs> now I'll be putting his little digs in there too. <laughs> With the music. <laughs> Yo, Nell, you the man. <laughs> you the man. That was fun though. That was fun. Yo. The mashup king. The mashup king. I tell you, the mashup king. He got it down pat. <laughs> what up? What up? <laughs> Yo. Hey, if you want, if you dig what, uh, if you, if you're picking up what Nelson is putting down, I want you to hit us up. All right, info at morningcoffee.chat. That's info at morningcoffee.chat. All right, info at morningcoffee.chat. All right, <laughs> and let Nelson know how you feel about his mashup mixes, and if you got any requests. Throw that in there too. All right. Soul motivators, hit us up. Info at morningcoffee.chat. Info at morningcoffee.chat. If you listen to this on Spotify or Apple uh, Apple Podcasts or any one of those, you know what I'm saying? Especially on Spotify, hit us up because you know on Spotify, you can talk right directly to us, man. It's interactive and everything. And let us know how you feel. All right. And uh, we respond to you. We do it with everybody. And we appreciate those who respond, you know, hit us up in the past and on Spotify. We appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Shout you out. All right. So, just stop. Yes, yes. Let's get into some thoughts of wisdom. I'll say housekeeping. I'm so, hey, I'm so helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I told you it was intriguing to me. <laughs> I told you it's intriguing. So, yo, stop. We gonna let's let's get into some thoughts of wisdom. Let's all right. Do it. So, so motivators. Right. Grab your paper and your pen. The show starts about to go in with today's thoughts of wisdom. It's time for your thoughts of wisdom with Cheryl Stars. Thank you, Jazzy G. So motivators. Today's thoughts of wisdom. If you ever want to know how much someone truly respects you. 
Wait till it's tested. It will be proven. And what that means, Soul Motivators, is that, you know, we all think that we have some respectful relationships, whether it's our, our spouses, our friends, our business partners. But whenever a relationship is tested, when there's some uncomfortable things that you may have to discuss with one another, when y'all have a disagreement with one another, will the respect will show whether they respect you truly or not. So if you ever want to know how much someone truly respects you, wait till it's tested. That's when you'll see how they really feel about you. Back to you, Jazzy G. Now that was short and sweet. Marinate on that, y'all. Follow Cheryl Star's Thoughts of Wisdom on Facebook. <laughs> Thank you, Cheryl Star. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that that's I can I can concur on that. Truly, wholeheartedly. You know, yeah. you, you know, you see it when, um, when, whenever it's time for something uncomfortable, you know, you or you ever see if you know, like they say, you can agree to disagree. Yeah. Because you know, usually when something uncomfortable comes, that's when the level of communication may change. Right. Yeah. So yeah. their respect, you know, because you, you, you assume that you know, especially in a marriage, right? Especially in a marriage. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah. you know, like you said, men care about respect, and I do truly believe that that's our role as a woman to respect our king, respect yeah. our man, respect yeah. him, yeah. and and even when he gets us upset, and we, and and vice versa, you know. But that respect foundation, uh, the woman has to respect a man, and I think that's another reason why women like the bad boys because they ain't disrespecting these bad boys out here like that. You know what I mean? We we all say we want these good men, but why do we disrespect the good men? And I'm not claiming Joe Smith to be a good man because I don't know their relationship. But right. most of the time, it's the good guys who get get disrespected and they tolerate it. You know? Right. Yeah. You know, well, and it's it's well, it's bad that. I, well, let me just finish this point. It's okay. it's just the thing that really mostly upset me is not even the only fans page. It's basically how she spoke to him about it like his his opinion didn't matter it matter right right exactly. and so when you see that you're not surprised that she wasn't uh dismissive of flirtatious comments by camera you're not right. I, you wasn't surprised at that because when she ignored his or she had she had some type of demeanor like oh well it is what it is type of thing or you and speaking of is what it is that's the name of their show <laughs> yeah but you know what I'm saying, Jazzy? Like that body language of hers was also yeah. speaking. You know, yeah. like she didn't care what his thoughts of it was. Like she made up her mind and that's her decision. And in any relationship. She wasn't even listening to him. She exactly. Him. If you hear what she said when she got upset, she said, oh, how are you going to say F me? He never said that. And then it dawned on her that he never said F you. He said that's effed up. And she said, well, how are you going to say it's effed up? But she first said, how are you going to say right. me? He never said F you. He just said, that's effed up, Keisha. How could you just do that? You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's when she, it triggered her. 
Right. And she really got up and then put the cameras closer and then they walk in toward their bedroom and they arguing and talking at the same time. You know what I'm saying? But she didn't even listen to what he was saying. And 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 from what I understand, that there was some infidelity in the relationship too. So Right, right, right. Oh, so, you know what I'm saying? So it's hard for a woman to respect that that level once she feel violated in that sense. But right. at the same time, <laughs> like like you were saying, what if there was some threesomes and things like that going on and, and stuff like that? If if any of those things went on during the marriage and, and then now you want it to be a certain way, both of them want it to be a, a, another way and it doesn't turn out that way, it's a lot of soul seek, seeking that the two of them have to right. have to really seek because again, um, I think you, you mentioned that they wasn't married long. You know, I thought they right. were Longer than what they they're supposed to be married, but right? They said she they was might have been yeah, right, she was girlfriend for a long time, for a long time. Uh, but then give yeah, so they probably you know had the on and off. Right. Uh, so, they got engaged in 2016, and I believe in 2018 or 19 they got married. Right. So yeah. again, they they wasn't even married long. So and this is the, the the you know and a lot of it probably was superficial. You know, and I can see. I mean, he's right. He's an NBA player. That right. like I can see the superficial. In it. Yeah, right. from right. the argument, it, it you can tell the relationship how is superficial, very superficial. And again, men have the trophy wife syndrome. So, in in and that's the that's the case there. So, and a lot of times when people have money, you know, as a couple, or you know, sometimes their their money doesn't make them happy. They deal with other issues that they never resolved from their past or you know like you said she could have been uh you know if she was seeking attention maybe as an nba player mm-hmm. he, could, he didn't give her the attention who knows what was going on but it just it just seems like because um it did say that she caught him uh having you know in infidelity situation right. mm-hmm. my thing is is that you know okay there's one thing to have infidelity in your relationship but if you decide to stay and work it out you can't keep that uh over somebody's head over and over because you'll never respect them the same and you'll never look at them doesn't work so that does not work if you're gonna forgive them forgive them whether no matter who did wrong right you know so that's why it's called forgive and forget right they use the word forget as you erase it from your memory and it does not mean that right it don't mean to forget that it ever happened happened. it means that don't hold that same situation in every situation right because giving someone is for you it's not for the other person right that's why it's forgive and forget and a lot of people say you know say i can forgive but i can't forget so i said well yeah you got to forgive and forget. It can't right. be that you hold it on that person that they did that to. If you're forgiving that person, that is for you. The right. Getting it part of it is so you can move on. Right. That's I have a I have on. a friend who uh, one of my male friends. Uh, you know, he's no longer married because his wife passed. But he when he was married, his he cheated on his wife plenty of times. Right. Because he got married young. He was 19 when he got married and he had a resentment because he married her because his mother didn't get married and he told me that really at a young age just traumatized seeing my mother passing she said to him you know make her make make her a wife because she was having his baby he she didn't want him to do to his wife 
what his father did to her. So right. he married her and he was just this, this developing as a man, as a younger, you know, because he's young. You marry at 19. Right. And then when you get in your 20s and 30s, you start, feel, you know, understanding your sexual desires and things like that. So make a long story short, he, um, he cheated so much that, you know, she got back with him and then really didn't forgive him. And he wound up leaving her because he said, you know, she said she forgave me, but Ev, then then she became the warden. Where right. you at? Calling and looking, you know, you know, looking for uh, things to catch him in. So right. he was saying, I couldn't deal with that because that's the result. And sometimes people stay together, but they really have resentment. So, yeah. you know, that's that doesn't make sense. If you really are not going to get over that or forgive him, then you, you, you don't need to be in that relationship because it's just going to make both of y'all miserable. Yeah, you got you. You have to move on from each other or move on from the situation, right? Because all it's gonna do is just make each your heart get hardened, and it's like what you're putting into the the universe. You know what I'm saying? It it become it becomes you. So it's like this resentment that you take to bed every night. You wake up with it, and, it, and now it it after a period of time, it it succumbs you like so this is like you, you ever see those couples that you know they're old couples and they just always just fussing all the time they just fussing like you know and, and it's like why y'all still together it's like they even made a joke on uh in in living color with like the two that was david just they wanted to kill each other and, and then they're gonna be still together when people's in front of them you know what i'm saying we still together but behind the scenes they just they called each other all kind of names tried to kill each other it, it was crazy remember it was david allen Greer and um and kim and, and, and kim um kim kim, kim, Wins, kim, kim Wins. character yeah and, and uh yeah but they were all they line was we still together in front of people you know what i'm saying but they they hated them because they had this resentment whatever was going on in their marriage but they couldn't find a way to just leave each other you know right. and that's that that in itself will destroy your your whole character it will destroy who your authentic self rather right the whole reason why you stand together has to do with ego. Your ego is the reason why it's almost like the the, the last night in the Pip song. Neither one of us want to be the first to say goodbye. Right, okay. right, absolutely. Right. So you have that that spirit that's going on with the two of you, and and it's not because it's love or respect or any, any of those things are holding together. Because that really does not hold a marriage together. You know? Right. And and again. You know, and back in the day, you know, a lot of marriages, especially even arranged marriages, those marriages wasn't put together out of love. You know what I'm saying? It was put together out of out of uh, out of survival, and not only just survival of the two of them, but the survival of the the village, the survival. You know what I'm saying? The survival mm -hmm. of of the 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 community. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that's what the, most marriages were put together for. And again, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in times where you have women where, you know, that's where the woman she had to look forward to marriage because only way she had to survive, you know what I'm saying, she had to be married. She had to be in, in a sense taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Where women today may resent that 
but again it's still a it's still a survival mechanism even today you find women today you find women that's of the um um gen, um um uh, baby boomer era you know what i'm saying uh-huh. you have you have a lot of the they say the later baby boomers that are now retired and, and and so forth that's never been married i'm talking about women that have never been married mm-hmm. never had any kids and they were career women a lot of them today are homeless a third of them today are oh yeah yes they just did a study on it a third Probably because they didn't have a family. So what happened is right. right. So what happened is they right because they they supported themselves on one income for so long, and it, right. and, and the economy changes, inflation, all type of thing. And again, right. remember when you retire, remember your your pension and everything is half of what you worked for <laughs> when you were working. So you're now living off a of half. Of what you had before now no matter what you saved up and all those things remember the older you get the more expensive it is to take care to be taken care of you gotta remember that the well i want to i want to i want to i want to correct you on that one jazzy the older you get the more expensive it becomes to be taken care of now understand why i'm gonna say this the older you get, you get ailments. Like, like right now, I'm dealing with a heart condition. Right, right. You do, you do I get depression right. all these things. Deal with twenty years ago, okay? So now I'm dealing with expenses. That's 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 different expenses now. Now, fortunately, I have you know I worked for so many years. You know, saying local government where I have you know saying where I have uh, medical that covers it. And they got a brand new medical crew that just came in and everything like that. So it covers the the things that I'm that I'm going through. Now imagine if it didn't. I, I just want to comment up. on the pension side when you're done. Right. So so again, so now if you haven't done something like saved a certain way, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I remember, you know, my, my cousin when his, his mother was was now ill and she was in a nursing home because she she couldn't she had to be taken care of twenty four seven now because he had dementia and all those things and when he moved her from one facility to another facility her sisters was mad at him saying oh he moved her out of a better facility to the cheaper facility uh, because he wanted to save money and but she she worked hard all her life and this and that and they were mad at this situation not really knowing the real situation. You know, you know what I'm saying? And I kind of like, you know, he explained it. You know what I'm saying? But again, people don't realize how expensive things are. The older you are, the more expensive life is. And that's just a fact. Right, because you have the health issue. But I want to add to what you said about the pension because your pension is not um, always half. You have to negotiate. Because in my pension and all other people's pension, I think correction officers too might have this because my girlfriend retired with her salary because you can negotiate your pension and you could negotiate you know you can't negotiate the uh what do you the um social security is half you know because social security don't give you what you made half of what you were make right right, that's the social security but when it comes to pension that's a negotiable thing because we negotiate your pension to be whatever your last salary was so if you retired and you was making 
78,000 or 90,000, whatever you retired at and whatever your paycheck, whatever your take home was, that's going to be your pension. So that's a negotiated thing that you can always, you know, if you, especially if you have a union. So our pension is not going to be half. It's going to be the, what we, what we retired at, what our salary was. And a lot of times that's how people survive because they'll have their retired salary and the the uh, un, the uh, social security because that's two incomes now because I know my aunt makes more money retired because of the social security check and the pension check. Right. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, when, I mean, my, sister, when, my sister's the same way where she, her social security is actually her husband's social security. He right, was, so you get that, back, right? And, that, and so she gets all of that. She gets the VA, this, right? That even when she was looking to buy a condo, she was eligible. <laughs> To, to like the hundreds of thousands of dollars to buy a, a home through her husband's you know pension and and and, and social security because that's what she live off you know right right so right I, I understand that portion but again it's it's how many women and again my my sister still was was married got what I'm saying right married right. to a Vietnam veteran I'm talking about a woman that's this career woman that they 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 not married. They, they don't have children. They finding themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's harder. Definitely homeless. They find those are the the, the those other older women that you see that greet you at Walmart. That's who is greeting. You know what I'm saying? Well, and you know, I had, I had, I had professional some, women. Right, I had some fears of that. Why I didn't have kids because I thought about stuff like that. Uh, you know, like a lot of times when you see. You know, because us as kids now, you know, we take care of our mom. But one thing I shared with, you know, with my family and, you know, even shared it, you know, my ex-husband knew this, that I was really hurt that I didn't have children or couldn't have children because of that fact. Because a lot of times when you are, uh, because, you know, marriages sometimes, you know, we outlive each other. We sometimes, you know, one dies. So when you look at your life and you think about the future, you you know you already know somebody is going to pass away uh, before the other. That's just life, right. Right? right? Now imagine not having any children because I was thinking about stuff like that, and uh, my ex-husband used to say, "Stop thinking like that," because that was uh you know really really uh something that I I was hurting deeply about because right. I always said like. I can't rely on my nieces and nephews. They ain't going to, they ain't going to, that's not their responsibility because that's my brothers and sister kids. You see what I mean? And so I was strongly saying that because when you get old, when you get older, because, you know, uh, selling life insurance, I had plenty of conversations with older clients that were lonely with no kids to take care of them. And, you know, they wind up either in a nursing home or, you know, a senior place. And I've, I've, I've sat and talked, you know, because I got I got insurance for a lot of people, but they had nobody to leave their money to. So they'll leave it to the church or they'll leave it to, right. you know, different different organizations and stuff like that. And that's the part of life that, you know, at a young age, you know, once I didn't have kids that that burdened my thoughts, that burdened my thoughts. And it affected my marriage, and and you yeah. know, and when I talked about it in um in my um marriage counseling, she was she was saying that you know that is what I have to learn how to you know deal with that with God, forgive God, because I blamed my ex husband when 
he couldn't control nature. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? Right. So, so those things. He was someone to blame. You was angry at God. I was right. Yeah. Right. We and, do it all and, the time. We right. And time. so that's why I was saying like that was a big deal to me. You know about you know when I get older because that's a, what you were saying about homeless and stuff because you know once people get older sometimes their parents are gone they already died off mm-hmm. you know and I remember you know when my dad used to go to a lot of funerals you know when he when he was in his seventh seventy and you know I was like dad dad you going to a funeral again and he said you know what babe when you reach my age this is gonna be a lot yes, that, that you do people in that age group are yep. dying off and, and it's like yes. every other week he was going to a funeral and i was like and that made sense to me because mm-hmm. his, his peer group was in the 70s 80s or they were sick at that time and going through stuff mm-hmm. and even eventually you know cancer took him mm-hmm. so i was like wow so that is the reality so i could see those statistics of being like you know yes uh, homeless and you know because they, they don't have extended family members to take yeah. care of them. yeah and the mentality that and i'm gonna tell you because black women are the ones that have the mentality i don't need a man they don't right right they don't want to get married they don't need right. to get, they, with black women y'all are the group that's saying that no other group is saying that so let's be and honest. that's another let's thing that they all just the spread out saying, all the group of women are saying this y'all right. the only ones that that's saying this and right. the other ones that's going to die on, on, on this poverty level, level, and and alone kind of death. But they was just having a the they just had a post died. about men are not marrying. Remember I told you that. So I, that's another thing that we could look into because a lot of uh, there was some men on this podcast talking about that. Like men don't men are not marrying women. So in this in the generations because of the reasons of. The independence and stuff like that. So we got to yeah, talk about and, and and plenty of men that if you if they grew up with the single mother, mm-hmm. they have that philosophy. They they have taken on that characteristic. You, you understand what I'm saying? So they they think that marriage is not important. Yeah. See, you know, the four of you guys were raised with your mother and your father, and and you're seeing the ups and downs, but they were they were married in in a nucleus family and. A loving family, even though they had their ups and downs of their stripes, y'all had y'all, y'all were there to learn from that. And at the same time, you know, what I'm saying your father was like, "Hey, man, you know, he he was the, the the strong leader of the family. Your mother held the household. You know, what I'm saying where she she showed you how to stretch a dollar. You know what I mean? Right. Your father showed you the hard work ethics. You know what I'm saying? So all those things played a part in your lives. So the four of y'all. Looked at, hey, well, I'm gonna have mine, you know what I'm saying, foundation from this, you know what I'm saying? So each four, each four of y'all got married in the sense of, I'm gonna create a foundation, I'm gonna create something from this foundation, right? So have that foundation that then you're not looking for that, you're looking right, for right, the mirage right. of this. Uh, I'm an independent woman thing, and I'm a, I, I'm doing this, and I, you know, what I'm saying. So what happens to the, the the man in that situation? He thinks that oh, this is women. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? And it's not. You know, what I'm saying. I I remember when Deb used to say to me at times, she used to get on me and saying that you think I can do everything because you grew up with a single mother. You know, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and I'm built to do it. She would say it to me. I'm not built to do everything. 
So I had to realize that and that had to come to me and it's like, okay, what do I do better? What do I do that's better that can help help this household that can help this match just like you know i'm the person that did the laundry and stuff like that i remember before we even had uh, uh a washing machine and dryer we used to go to the laundry mat and i used to watch deb do the laundry like we go together and the way she did laundry i would question her i would go why did you do that i said you know you're not supposed to put the dark colored clothes and even with the light colored clothes like you know you should separate those so the clothes won't get like i've explained it to her because i knew all this stuff you know what i'm saying because my mother taught me how to do laundry since i was like 11 years old you get what i'm saying so <laughs> if, you know what i'm saying so it, it's it's so i understood you know what I'm saying? so so during the marriage i knew that i did the laundry better than she did I iron clothes. Iron clothes was, was important to me. It wasn't as important to her as it was to me, but it was important to her. But I made sure, hey, I had to have creases in my pants, and I had, you know, what I'm saying. So I did the laundry, I did the ironing, and stuff like that. I did it better. So it wasn't like you know, women should be doing this and men should be. It, it, that wasn't it. Now I took out the garbage. You know I was just getting ready to say, hey, don't be saying you're taking out the trash. She would never take out the dad with nothing. She got the hot, babe, garbage can full. You know what I'm saying? She's cooking and uh, babe, garbage can full. Okay, needs to go up right now. Okay, babe. So I, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's things that's like that. It's things right. like that. Right. She, did, she did 80% of the cooking. You know what I'm saying? I did maybe... Uh, I would say 15% of the cooking and then the, the rest was takeout. You know what I'm saying? So, and then when the girls got older, then they started cooking. You know what I'm saying? So then it, it, it became they, you know what I'm saying? So we all kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Where Deb did, when it, when it got to the point where the cast came back, she did less and less of the cooking. You know what I'm saying? But even with that, because Cassie had took her left arm, you know what I'm saying? I became her sous chef. You know what I'm saying? So she was showing me how to do certain things. And, and even now, which was a kind of a blessing I look at, because there's certain things I want to try now. I want to I'm gonna cook it because I not only did I just watch her cook it and know how, how it tastes, but I, I cooked it with her. Right. You know so now I know the process. Because but you know what's so funny? You know, we we do like the men to be, you know, take out the garbage. But w women took out the garbage because, say, for instance, before you was living with your husband or your wife. And and there's some things that we can we could still do. But when the man is in the house, we look at it like, OK, now I'm not doing that. But don't act like we never took out the garbage. Right. And, and men, yeah. when they lived alone, they had to watch their dishes. Right. They wasn't saying, oh, I'm going to wait till Friday till my girlfriend come over. She's going to want. No, they had the house clean right. for when the girlfriend well, exactly. came over. That's why right. the day say that you think it's the cooking and the cleaning and stuff like that. Right. They that, did that. Right. That's not what they for you. So that's not what I'm Exactly. For and that's why alone. I said that saying about yeah. the housewife is is far-fetched too sometimes because a lot of men are saying we don't really they would they would accept it like you said if we do it if if you right. do it but that's not a part of what is mo majorly important to some men right. and that's why i said some women when they say that they want to be a housewife they they're not necessarily necessarily saying i want to be in charge of the food the house and yeah. stuff like that they're and looking they, at they, whatever whatever they saw 
as acceptance and right. they want to do that right deb did most of the cooking right right so in the beginning she kind of assumed that i couldn't cook right she kind of mm-hmm. and cook that's what she did because deb is a it, when it came to certain things because she she understood how to be domesticated she understood right. that, you know saying that because again her parents were married like 13 years of her you know saying of her life they were married right. so they never married like five six years before she was even born so um so so she saw you know what I'm saying she saw that domestication in her mother and everything like right. that so she understood that and everything like that so but so when I when I moved in and everything and because we got engaged and I moved in and so uh she started cooking you know what I'm saying because she was cooking already you know what I'm saying so again because she was single mother the whole thing so now we're we're married you know what I'm saying? We we we're a, a, a ready-made family. You know what I'm saying? We have two daughters, and so she's cooking. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And again, she assumed I could not cook. Now, right. This is how I started cooking because of my mother being a blabbermouth. So she said she she mentioned me not cooking at one time, and to my mother that I couldn't cook, and my mother said, "Oh, God can cook." I told him how to gag and cook, like right, right. cook or something. And but she couldn't say he did he told me he couldn't cook. He she couldn't say that. It's just because I never said I couldn't cook. She right. was doing the cooking, so I was cool with it. So then it was certain things I showed her that, you know what I'm saying, they say, even when she first was cooking spaghetti, she would use like this jar spaghetti sauce and stuff like that. And I asked her. One time I said, well, why don't you make your own sauce? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I said, you know, you can make your own. There's two ways of making your own sauce. You can do it from, you can use the can or you can actually use your, get tomatoes. Yep, your tomatoes, right. Sauce. Like, and, that's, and I did. So what I did, I got my, the, my own tomato. I got tomatoes, different kind of tomatoes mm-hmm. and my marinara sauce to show her this is how you make the sauce right and then to come out much better and it stretches longer you get that jaw stuff that jaw stuff you got to see always says she had to dock it up you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. you had to hook it up I said of course you gotta hook it up that's something disgusting really you know what I'm saying so when I made my sauce you know what I'm saying she was like okay so what she did was she started making her sauce and of course, it was better than mine. You know what I'm saying? Because she's a better cook than I am. So I would cook certain things. Then she would learn how to cook it. Also, if she never cooked it before and cook it better than me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it was certain things. Because there's certain things I cook that I really like. And I cook. And the kids, they like give it like different names and stuff like that. Right. So, yeah. And I like a lot of pasta. I like a lot of Italian food. I, that's just me. I love Italian food. I love pasta. I love, you know what I'm saying? Like, I even asked my mother one time, you think I was a, a Italian in my, in my past life? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's certain things that I used to cook better. Like, what me and my ex-husband did is he did most of the cooking because I worked in New York and he worked in Pennsylvania. Right. So he got home like five o'clock. I would get home like eight because of the commute. So right. most of the time he cooked, I cooked most of the Sunday dinners, 
and on the weekend because I didn't, you know, I didn't work on the weekend and that. So, but what, what we did do was even though our weekday cooking was mostly done by him, when he wanted something in particular, like mac and cheese, I make mac and cheese better than he do. So if he wanted mac and cheese, then I would put, you know, put the cheese, everything together the night before and just put it on early in the morning because I didn't leave out, you know, so he could have. So I did make some sacrifices for the things that he liked was he was a mac and cheese guy. And he even though he knew how to make mac and cheese, he just was like, babe, I just love yours. You make it better, Better, you know. And so and there's some things, some dishes that he made better. Like I'm not good with making lasagna. You know, yeah. so uh, he made lasagna better. And I would say, you know, if, if that's what we want, babe, well, you know, you're making the lasagna because I love yours better. And even with cake. That's funny. I just made lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's funny that, you know, people used to think I do that just so I couldn't cook because my brother-in-law, when my sister, my brother-in-law used to come over and Alex was cooking, he was like, because because Terry cooked everything, um, but her husband was good at all the meats, like right. roasting the chicken. Like she would make the anything other than the meat. Heath was Heath was the meat guy. So yeah. he's like, yo, Alex is always cooking. But that was our thing. And I said, because he cooks better. And if you look at most of the chefs, the most of these chefs in the restaurant are men. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so most, it's not necessary. Yeah, most, most chefs are men. Most cooks are women. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so, so they have this. You know, I think what I've seen is that you know, because my mother, my my, I never seen my father cook, but once in a blue moon, like if he got up early and made our breakfast, he even made that wrong. Because <laughs> my mother was the sole cook, you know. Yeah, every yeah, once in yeah. a while, my father would make something, and we would look at each other because it, it didn't even have the presentation. <laughs> you know how when you look at a meal and it looks good, yeah. Like my father used to be in that kitchen, like a hurricane hit that that kitchen. We never wanted to eat what he cooked, and he had his he had his southern remedies, like he like grits with ketchup on it, like. We're like, oh, we want butter. Yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. you know, the, the thing, what I'm saying about what women do and what men do, because, you know, in our, in, when we had neighbors, I'm speaking about me and my ex-husband, you know, um, when the snow comes and he was out there more in the snow, I like the snow plus, you know, being a tomboy, I would go out there and play more, you know, do the snow with him. Yeah, and my neighbor snow. you mow lawn but you plow snow right the plow that's what i mean <laughs> so my neighbor uh his wife was like girl what you doing out here making her you know working let him do that and i'm like no he could he's definitely doing it but i just like it because you know i was our plow we had this real um you know and i still got it we have this like state of the art where the snow goes in different directions and it looks beautiful so i used yeah. to be out there playing in the snow yeah. you know and so her husband um he said he was like oh i wish uh you know my wife was like your wife because he used to see me do certain things that most women that got the husband in the house they're not yeah. doing it. but you know if there was a if there was a time where you know if he was plowing then i'll be making sure that he has his breakfast when he yeah. walked because you know it's cold out there yeah you know but it but wasn't it was, like there was there was things that I didn't know how to do coming from the cities that live in the suburbs that I didn't suburban things that I didn't know how to do. So uh-huh. things like so she had to actually teach me. So like mowing the lawn. I didn't know how to mow the lawn. She taught me how to mow the lawn. 
Right. So now, of course, I got great at it, but I'm much better, you know what I'm saying? And she could do it because I learned more about it. And plus, I used to, I'm going to tell you another thing that I did, because a certain thing she was, because she grew up in the house. I grew up in the apartment. I had super. She didn't. So she, you know, her father beforehand, he would fix things. And then after that, it was, they had to have, you know, a handyman come and do right. things. But I wasn't really a handyman at things. But what I did do, because my this was my in-laws home before i brought it mm -hmm. first of all, i used to call my father-in-law about certain things and my brother being that my brother was a contractor the licensed contractor my oldest brother Walter, i would call him up now he would explain things to me sometimes like i knew how to do this stuff and he would go yeah it's simple all you got to do is a whoa what you get slow down man that's that walk me through this thing take your time i'm an idiot at this stuff you know what i'm saying yeah. what i did was i learned i i i got a chance to learn how to fix things because home depot have classes and they used to have these classes that that they the night classes was like Tuesdays and Thursdays, something like that. So I can go to these classes because if you go into Home Depot, they would have these classes, and then it's, it's like on this board, and it would tell you what days they would do certain things. So I was like, okay, they they're gonna be about plumbing or fixing this or fixing the faucet or da da da. So I was like, okay, so I'm gonna go to this class to learn about that, or I'm gonna go to this. Right. Class. So that's what I would do and actually learn how to do different things in the house. And the other thing, like I mentioned before, when I do hire guys to come in to fix certain things, like the plumbing, electricity, and all those guys, I sit and talk to these guys and learn some of this stuff from them. You know what I'm saying? So I can pick up on minor things that I can do. My, and they would say, oh, this is something you can do yourself. Oh, this is something you can do yourself. Cool. So if it's a, is it, is, uh, if it's a DIY situation, cool and that's what the classes are called at home depot it's called dyi and and you can find out and i think they still do it at home depot and everything i haven't been in one in years but um i believe they still have it but that helped me tremendously because i had no idea doing a lot of things and I, right, right. I had to learn the front and so i had to learn the you know what I'm saying? it was like the simple things i had to learn that deb knew how to do because she grew up in the house right you know, knew about it you know what I'm saying? Right. Didn't know how to fix it. She knew about it, and then I had to. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it. That's what it takes. It takes just learning different things. But again, as the man, you know, it's certain things that become the man role, of course. It's certain things that become the the the, the woman's role, of course. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So it's 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 it's. I believe there are gender roles. I believe there right. still are. Gender roles. You know what I'm saying? So and again, because again, you got you, you women. You're looking for the three P's in the man. You know what I'm saying? Protect, provide, and produce. That's what you're looking for, okay? And men are looking for the woman to be the nurturer, to be the the submissive, and 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 to to be the uh, what's the third one? Um, I always get, I always, it always uh, leaves me. Um, but caring, you know, what I'm saying it's like the the caring thing. They want respect, respect. Let's say it. It's respect, nurturing, and submission. That's what that's what men want from a woman. Right. And that's the gender roles. It's just it because that's our nature, though. And if we go against nature of things, that's why we clash with each other. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I think the the clash is what's holding us back. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? And again, I, I always feel that if you're better at something than the other person, fine. I, I was, uh, same thing. It's like uh, one comedian said, uh, when it comes to dishwasher, he said, one is the soaker and one is the washer. And so I was laughing at that because I mean, me and guy was like, because I would soak dishes for days and then dad would wash the dishes. You know what I'm saying? Jeez, look at this dishes soaking. Like, let me go wash these things. That's what happens in a marriage, you know what I'm saying? He said, he said, once the soaker, once the washer, you know what I'm saying? But it's it's like, it, it had to, you know what I'm saying? I had to be more of like, okay, I got to get on the ball here. You know what I'm saying? And then when we got a dishwasher, it was all good. So we just... That's what I said. Dishwasher yeah. <laughs> solves it all. Then when the dishwasher... Yeah, then the dishwasher, <laughs> when the dishwasher broke, I think the dishwasher only lasted us like a good 10, 10 years or so, right? So then when it broke, we didn't get it fixed or, or get a new dishwasher. So we had to get back to washing the dishes. So again, we went back to one being... Because the, the kids actually was our dishwasher. They were the dishwasher <laughs> in the beginning. Until they went off to college. Yeah, we all of a sudden they 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 not dishwashers anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what happened in college that you can't wash dishes now that you're back home? You know what I'm saying? So that was that was the crazy thing about that. But you know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's things that I feel that in a marriage with couples, it's things that you should decide on, things that you should discuss, things that you should have a conversation on, and things that, you know what I'm saying, if one person is good at something better than the other person, it doesn't have to be a gender thing. You get what I'm saying? And again, Deb was a much better cook than I am. You get what I'm saying? Much better cook. So why trial and error with my behind trying to cook things that I, it probably, that you said about your father, that is a waste. So your mother was like, yeah, okay, that's not going to work. Yeah, she enjoyed cooking. Today, you know? I got it. Yeah. So <laughs> she apologized. Sorry your father had to cook today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not a bad cook. That's the right. thing. That's what my mother had said to Deb. She said, well, God can cook because she know I've, I've cooked. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's the one thing my mother, like I said, about my ex-fiance. Can she cook? Because she never cooked. You know what I'm saying? That like she never even tried. You know what I'm saying? So to, to my mother's like, yo, you never even tried to try to cook. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? I know my son, he know how to cook, but you know, you're you're here with us. You know what I'm saying? And and again, can she cook? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I never pushed that issue. You know what I'm saying? Or her cooking or anything like that. So my mother just assumed maybe she's not a good cook or something like that. And my answer was, I don't even know. Because she didn't cook for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even though she right. did, but right. I remember it. You know what I'm saying? The two times you cooked for me, you know I'm saying? That you, well, one. One time, cause the other time, like I said, I was I messed up the sloppy joe and she fixed it. You know what I'm saying? That's not <laughs> fixing something that I messed up. You know what I'm saying? I'm a hell of a sloppy joe maker now. You know what I'm saying? So it's all good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then that didn't come from her either. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that actually came from another friend of mine that he knew how to make sloppy joe like the bomb. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, man, show me how you do this, and he did. You know what I'm saying? So it's all good. You know what I'm saying? But Nelson is giving us a wrap-up sign. You know what I'm saying? All good things come to an end. So motivates. Hit us up. Like I said again, hit us up. Info at morningcoffee.chat. That's info at morningcoffee.chat. Info at morningcoffee.chat. Hit us up, man. Let us know how you feel about today's subject and everything like that. Hopefully things will work out for Joe Smith, his wife, Keisha, and everything like that. And, and again, Joe... 
the invitation is here right here on the morning coffee you come on up here and talk to us brother give your give your your view on everything give it your inner everything like that we ain't trying to get in your business we just try to help people out. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do. Joe guys. shouldn't have had that sloppy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you got sloppy Joe. Yo, it stars not going to bother you, Joe. I promise. I promise. <laughs> I no, Joe Smith promise. was a good player, man. Promise, you know yeah, we're going to talk basketball. He come up. There you go. <laughs> All right, so so motivated. Let's take our deep breaths and let's let's, let's uh, say our affirmation, protection, prayer, so we can get along today, uh, this thrilling Thursday, and, and make it just that a thrilling Thursday. All right, so let's breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend, extend it. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend, extend it. One more time, beloveds, breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend, extend it, extend it. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. No matter where we are, God is and all is well. It's Thrilling Thursday with the motivator, Jazzy G. That is your affirmation, protection, prayer for the day, beloved. You take that no matter where you go today. Maybe work, school, or play on this thrilling Thursday. Remember, I love each and every one of you. It's not a damn thing you can do about it. Hey, Star. Yes, yes. Okay. You're going to be on the Blueberry Hill today? Like like clockwork. You know clockwork. it. Clockwork. <laughs> it's Joe Smith, good. come on that Blueberry Hill and teach the, your wife a lesson. We'll see you. <laughs> you create our only fan page, too, Joe. I'll watch it. Burn. <laughs> Hey, maybe I should uh, get a, a OnlyFans, but a OnlyFans page or something like that. Maybe, huh? You know what I'm saying? Call me, uh, call me, uh, Rolling Thunder. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I know they have a big guy section. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. Big Teddy Jelly Roll. <laughs> Come see Teddy Jazzy G. <laughs> Jazzy Jelly Roll. <laughs> Yo, let's stop, man. Nelson losing his mind over here. Yo, we start, Nelson. We're going to take two steps to the red. Get on out of here, y'all. We love you. Peace. Peace.